0: In April, Rupert Murdoch made a $5 billion offer to buy Dow Jones & Company, which publishes the Wall Street Journal, the country's second biggest newspaper behind USA Today, and also owns Dow Jones Newswires and MarketWatch.com. The Bancroft family, majority owners of Dow Jones, initially rejected the offer, but came back several weeks ago to say it would consider it, as well as offers from many other groups as well. Murdoch's move has dismayed journal staffers, to put it mildly, who worry that the paper's editorial quality and objectivity will suffer under Murdoch's meddling, much as other Murdoch media buys have suffered. Murdoch, though, seems to have more in mind for this acquisition than just getting control of the journal. Knowledge at Wharton has asked Wharton management professor Larry Rabiniak and Joseph Turo, professor of communication at the Annenberg School, for their thoughts on what has to be one of the media's most closely watched stories. Larry and Joe, thanks for joining us. I'd like to start out by asking, why would the Bancrofts reconsider their initial rejection of Murdoch's bid? What new information or second thoughts may have influenced this turnaround on their part?
1: I think there's a couple of things. I think the industry is changing. I think there are certain hard facts that they finally woke up and realized. For example, creative destruction in the industry is is putting pressure on a lot of the organizations, especially newspapers. So they're in a business where they've developed it to this point, but they're in trouble. They've actually said they don't have the scale, the power, the money to continue running this business. They need help. They need an infusion of capital. They want to grow, but it's going to be hard to grow. They see others around them growing and coping with these industry forces. For example, Thomson Reuters. Thomson picked up Reuters, picked up some complementary products and services. They're growing. They're larger. They've got the scale. And so Dow Jones, the people see this. The Bancrofts see that this is going on around them. And even though they first rejected the offer, I think sounder minds prevailed. And they realized that, in fact, To keep up with this creative destruction, to keep up with the industry trends, they're going to have to do something. And so I think they're
2: open to suitors, including Murdoch. Flipping to the other side, from a purely strategic viewpoint, is this a good business move on Murdoch's part? Oh, I think it is. I mean,
1: basically for the same reasons. Industry's changing. There's some consolidation. People are looking for good properties. Murdoch is smart. He knows that Dow Jones has some wonderful names, barons. Uh, the uh, Wall Street Journal. I mean, he's going after these. Uh, He sees the changing world. He wants to get more involved in Wall Street Journal's online assets. He wants to grow those. He wants to develop a pricing policy where certain products that he doesn't feel Wall Street Journal, for example, is maximizing profits. He feels he can jump in and do it. So uh, bottom line, I think it's a good move. I think he has to consider it.
3: Yeah, I'd add uh, that uh, the journal has done well with subscriptions online, and a lot of companies haven't been able to do that, and Murdoch has been able to do that, so that's one thing. Also, uh, it's an elite brand that has an international cachet, and, and Murdoch, its better. it sounds better than Fox News, and so that's, uh, that's important to him. Um, it's part of the elite media, so all of those things um, in today's world make a lot of sense.
0: Joe, let me follow up on that. Uh, do you think the Bancroft family has a chance of setting up a meaningful system of editorial independence under Murdoch, or is this just a pipe dream?
3: I, they can try to do something like that, but once they give up control, um, Murdoch does what he wants to do. There was a fascinating uh, interview that the Wall Street Journal had with Murdoch a number of days ago, um, which pretty well said that uh, he has said this in the past and it hasn't worked. Uh, I think the only thing that the um, journal will have to keep its so-called independence is the elite nature of its audience. Uh, Murdoch knows that he has to satisfy a certain kind of stratum of executive reader, and that kind of credibility is important. And and to the extent that he does that, uh, the journal will remain independent from that standpoint. I would agree with that fully. Uh,
1: I think there was an interesting quote. I forgot where. I think it was in a Wall Street Journal where Murdoch said the family can't sell Dow Jones and keep it too. You can't eat your cake and have it also. So that if he said if he's going to plop $5 billion down, he wants control. He wants to be able to make decisions. There's another point about independence I'll come back to, and I think you touched on something very important about the nature of the readership and the targets of the Wall Street Journal. I can talk about that now or later. Sure, why
0: don't you address that now?
1: Well, basically, just hitchhiking on on the point, if you look at the customers of the Wall Street Journal, they're basically financial financial people. Here are people who rely on sound, valid, and timely data to make investment decisions. They look at things and track trends in the industry, worrying about things like profit maximization. If they even suspected that... Uh, political issues or ideological issues from the editorial page were going to start affecting the flow of valid financial information. If they even thought that uh, uh, ideological issues were going to affect their ability to understand investments and make sound decisions, they'd get very upset. They would stop buying the paper, they'd let their feelings be known, and so on and so forth. The fact is, I don't think Murdoch can distort financial reality. I don't think he can impose his will on this newspaper, for example, the Wall Street Journal, as he might have done on other publications. So I think hitchhiking on your point that, in fact, the uh, paper will remain fairly independent, even though he might even try
3: to exert his will. The, The main concern I would have, and this is true about papers in general today, would have to do with investigative reporting. Those are the stories that no one could know whether or not they actually decided to investigate And it's an expensive proposition, investigative reporting, aside from anything else. So that's the area that I think uh, confronts all journalism today. And very few papers have made the decision to continue that in today's world.
0: I think another concern is is what stories might not appear in the journal, uh, and you wouldn't miss those right away like you would, uh, you know, sort of regular financial reporting. But, for example, uh, whether Murdoch would do stories that are critical or would allow stories that are critical of China to be in the paper as much as um, – as observers might want. Yeah, He has
1: done things that have raised eyebrows about uh, his censorship of some papers and whatever in China or exceeding to the wishes of the Chinese government. But when you come right down to it, the Wall Street Journal already, already is fairly conservative. I mean, the Wall Street Journal is called, you know, global warming a, a hoax. <laughs> They've done other things, for example, uh, there's no real gap between rich and poor in the U.S. I mean, they already are pretty conservative, so I don't see how you're going to have too many things disappear from the editorial page. Well, maybe, but... Well, maybe. their
0: editorial page is conservative, but their reporters are not, mm-hmm. and, and the reporters do a lot to push stories, and I think they probably push the editorial side yeah. to allow certain stories that uh, they yeah, might that's not That's what want. I meant
3: by investigative reporting, right. but yeah, yeah, okay. it remains to be seen. Yeah. What about more structural
2: um, forms of... Um, suppressing information, like giving certain stories more headlines and maybe giving short shrift to others? Are there more subtle ways that you can sort of censor without it being very apparent? It's always true. This is
3: a long-term process. I mean, I don't think if that were to happen, it would happen very gradually to the point that people would notice it looking back. He's not going to do anything immediate. And Murdoch is in his mid-late 70s. Mm-hmm. So uh, one has to see where his kids will go and what will happen down the line from that standpoint.
0: Okay. Uh, Murdoch, uh, at whatever age he is, can never be accused of thinking small. Uh, There was a columnist uh, that that says Murdoch sees the Wall Street Journal as, quote, the hub for the digital transformation of newspapers he already owns, and as an engine for a global financial information business with print online and TV components. Is this true? And what what would this mean for the average consumer of news and information?
3: I think it's true for Murdoch. Um, I think that uh, the average consumer of news and information is not going to look to the Wall Street Journal. But... Uh, he's going to use some of his Wall Street Journal assets uh, to seed some of his other assets, even probably MySpace, for example. The thing that makes the journal more interesting in some ways than MySpace, though MySpace is going to always have a much larger uh, population – is that it has validity with advertisers that MySpace has had struggles to get because of the kind of content that a lot of MySpace has. So Murdoch sees that, I think, as an important component. And his, it's not just Murdoch, of course. It's Joel Chernin and the people who work with him see this as a legitimating force for advertisers uh, as well. Um, you need scale in the media environment today, in the digital environment in particular. This gives them a little more scale, too. I think the
1: last point's important. Scale's very important. With the changes in the trends we're seeing, people, uh, organizations without scale, without clout, are going to be in trouble. Secondly, uh, the other point mentioned is valid, too, that if you look at his audience, if you look at the main readership and what they're interested in, uh, the things he's doing, how he's digital digitizing what's the word i want what he plans to do is basically going to fit very nicely in a package a package of skills a package of products a package of capabilities that in fact are going to appeal to a large audience he knows what he's doing he's examined His capabilities. He's examined the capabilities of the Wall Street Journal and other products of Dow uh, Dow Jones, and he knows where he's going to make them complementary, where he's going to build them, where he's going to uh, meld them together. He's a pretty smart guy. I think he'll he has a good vision there.
2: Hmm. Um, Murdoch has said that he wants to begin a cable business news channel to compete with CNBC, which is owned by NBC Universal, which is owned by GE. How hard would it be for him to compete with CNBC, which at this point is a leading financial news channel, do you think?
3: I don't know how hard. I, I, it gives it gives him brand recognition. Wall Street Journal news channel sounds better to some people than uh, Fox News, uh, um, financial news. Um, so I, I think he can do it. The question is how many cable systems can he get on? Uh, how you know? How do you go ahead and get on satellite? Satellite's easier than cable. To start making deals with Comcast and Time Warner, it's going to be a lot of horse trading. You know, he'll do it, but it takes a while. And if you have a cachet like the Wall Street Journal, it makes it a bit easier.
1: Yeah, I have nothing to offer. I think the important thing is the cachet of the Wall Street Journal, mm-hmm. its size, its reputation. Given that clout behind him, he'll be able to do a few things.
0: What, what's a uh, potential downside for Murdoch in this deal?
1: Not a whole lot, my first reaction is not a lot basically he's going to pay a premium he's he's offering a premium his five billion is a premium, given what the uh, uh, what Dow Jones is worth on the market, what its current capitalization is. So there's always a risk. Whenever you pay, it takes a while. You've got to make an awful awful lot of money and have high returns to make up that investment for shareholders. So that's always a a risk. Secondly, uh, we just don't know the future. He does have a reputation as being tough. One publication I read called him an ogre who (laughs) imposes his will on people. And even though I said before that, for example, the Wall Street Journal will remain independent, there might just be a possibility that Murdoch won't uh, uh, stop short of trying to impose as well, even on the Wall Street Journal. And so if he makes some of these gaffes, some of these mistakes, if he pushes the editors too hard, for example, who are trying to retain independence, or... The new board. I don't know what it's going to look like. If he pushes them too hard, or tries to stack the board, or affect decision making uh, away from the the uh, Bancroft family more toward his power, in fact, there might be a negative reaction to it. It. Uh, I think right now it's just uncertain. I don't see a lot of downside, but one never knows. Do
0: you
3: do you well, think? It's it's no. I, in many ways, I think that there's a. Um, if I were the wall Street Journal. I'd feel a little more comfortable with them than with other major media properties right now what's happening in the in the newspaper industry is newspaper firms are fervently hoping that the growth of their online properties will be fed by the money still left over from the print media. They're doing well i mean print people underestimate how much print is making you know the margins are quite good. But the, num- the growth in journalism on the website, particularly newspapers, is not as strong as even it was a year ago. And so the, the time it may take to make up the gradual loss in audience is a really important factor for even for the New York Times. Murdoch has shown an ability to wait and to feed with properties other than his journalistic properties, things that he really cares about. And so he would work on the Wall Street Journal in digital even if the Wall Street Journal were falling apart in hard copy, which a lot of other companies don't have the uh, wherewithal to do.
2: Interesting. Do you feel that uh, Murdoch's offer is preemptive or do you think that we're going to see other bidders coming in?
1: As I said before, I think the family would love to see other bidders. I think putting the property up and going through the process they did, they were announcing to the world they want an infusion of capital. I think originally, uh, I can't prove this, but I think originally they were hoping some white knight would come in and invest in, just invest in Dow Jones and not worry so much about uh, taking the whole thing over or having a controlling interest I don't know who that might be, a Hearst or someone. I'm not sure. But someone, I think they were looking for a suitor, a white knight to put money on the table. When Murdoch came forward, they realized, oh, maybe we're not too crazy about this person. They backed off, hoping that the signals were out there that now we'll wait for an infusion of other offers. Hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's basically... Are going to be uh, Murdoch, at least for a while. Although, be careful, Philadelphia Inquirer Group
0: yeah, said, hey, right. We're,
1: we're, right. we're now big. We've uh, got the Inquirer and a few other properties and we're thinking about it. So hard to tell. Uh, I think uh, the price is high. The price is going to dissuade others, I think, from jumping in. Murdoch can do it, but he is paying a big premium and that's going to dissuade others, I think, from jumping in too quickly.
3: Yeah, and it's not – I was talking about margins before. The, the journal's margins are lower than um, most, if not all, major papers, and uh, I can't see any company, news company, that would want to get into that business. So.
0: Do you think there's a danger that Dow Jones' top talent on both the editorial and business side will start leaving in droves?
3: To where? I, yeah,
1: I was going to say, where are they going to go? I don't see in droves. There uh, Always is going to be someone who – changes someone's job description changes, or he feel he or she is losing uh, uh, some sort of editorial control. But for the most part, these are bright people. They've had independence. I think most of them, I would bet, feel that even under Murdoch, they're going to maintain most of that independence and that they have a pretty cushy job. The paper has uh, strong cachet. It's well-known. It's a wonderful job to be on the editorial staff of the Wall Street Journal. And where would they go? The Financial Times? Uh, They've tried to move against... Uh, Wall Street Journal, for example. But, you know, they've made some inroads, but not many. So I think that uh, you're not going to see, and uh, not a massive movement of talent. You always will see some. Mm-hmm. You might see some talent come in. Now, who's the fellow in uh, London? Um, Murdoch's good friend, the uh, London Times, the editor of the London Times, rumors. Is it Thompson? Name? What? No. 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 Wh- whoever it is. He's thinking about maybe bringing in a, a little bit, fresh blood, some of his old friends, uh, that might cause some people to say, well, maybe we should leave. But I'm not that concerned.
0: Huh. Larry, you mentioned um, Murdoch's ability to be patient and, and kind of to put his money where it can do the most good. I'm just wondering what, what you both um, think accounts for his astounding success as, as a media mogul. Why, why is he above anyone else almost risen to have this incredible empire that he's built up and has you know, despite all the criticism of him and the people calling him an ogre, he wields total control over this.
3: I think that what distinguishes Murdoch from other conglomerate owners, um, and it, it's you know it depends on how you evaluate him for good and bad, is his global um, understanding. I mean, he's from Australia, he's worked in England. His, he, has, he has an understanding of the world of media that has always been beyond the United States. And he, he's tried for decades to implement that in a satellite uh, distribution operation that has actually succeeded pretty well. He's souring on it for useful reasons. But I think his, his understanding that the media have to go beyond the United States, the profitable media, has really been bearing fruit. And, uh, and I think that that has, to an extent, been a, an important facet of his success.
1: i just add a couple of things. Number one, I think he's a very bright person. Number two, given his global reach and given his – I would say this. He has a great understanding – of the news media businesses. He focuses on them. He hasn't diversified into multiple industries. He hasn't gotten into a bunch of uh, diversifications that have distracted attention away from what he's doing. He's been very focused. He understands the business. He's a real what digger when it comes to finding out facts about competitors, industry forces, weaknesses of other organizations, places where he might strike, when to make the deal. Oh, he's made some mistake. Who is it with uh, Sky TV and... he's had a couple of rough times but the point is he is focused he has focused on an industry that he's gotten to know real well and over time his reputation has become sort of another asset that people know he's good, people know he has money people know he has access to people and money so whenever he's come up with an idea he's always had an ability to get solid, solid backing behind it and money behind it and I think those things together
3: have really made him a pretty formidable force You know, there's there's stuff that he does that uh, I don't think people realize, Um, for example, uh, in the movie business, he was pretty conservative in how he spent money on films, uh, making sure that they actually made a profit rather Mm -hmm. than just throwing multiples at it. He also has made a large amount of money in uh, advertising in supermarkets and and what they call advertising inserts. And people don't realize that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they do at at, uh, News Corporation that doesn't make it to the front page, but is really quite uh, a um, a cash engine. And uh, that that's also, he, he knows how the pieces relate.
1: There's something too, I think, maybe about some of the entrepreneurs. As you were talking, I was thinking not only of Murdoch, but Thompson, you know, the original founder of Thompson. Mm-hmm. Now Thompson's buying Reuters. He was the same kind of person, really bright, focused, uh, really focused on profitability, got to know the business well, and so on, so maybe there's something maybe about the type of person who's attracted to this kind of business and who's willing to uh, the other thing stay is the alive. long
3: term i mean he uh because he controls the company and he sees this as a heritage for his kids, he really does uh, he can see things beyond five years, which a lot of other people
2: don't yeah, by are we going to see even more? Media consolidation, I mean, Thompson and Murdoch, is this the wave of the future? I mean, you often hear people worrying about this, but is this really the way it's going to go? Uh,
1: if other industries are any example or indication, yes, the answer is yes. Uh, what's happening now? Well, it depends on a lot of things. You know, For example, right now in the U.S., we have all this private equity capital, private equity money floating around. That just motivates, motivates consolidation, buying, and so on. So to answer your question fully, I'd have to add a few ca- uh, caveats or conditions. If the worldwide situation financially stays the same, if private equity capital stays the same, if industries... Uh, continue consolidating whether they're mergers. It all depends, too, if it's mergers by stock or by cash. I mean, there's a lot of variables here, but the bottom line is, will we continue seeing this consolidation in the industry? Yes, I think we will.
3: Yeah, I agree. I also think that uh, the new media environment has gotten executives so nervous that there's a kind of reaction, and the reaction is in the consolidation. They're trying to control as many distribution vehicles as possible in as many ways as possible. We haven't discussed it. There's no way to do this now. But I would urge people to think of the Google double-click merger as potentially much more important than any purchase by Murdoch or the Wall Street Journal. The the, uh, impact that uh, uh, new advertising models are going to have and new uh, demographic targeting models, behavioral and otherwise, on a new media environment are going to be huge.
0: Larry and Joe, thank you both for coming.
3: For more information, please visit our website at knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.